You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Welcome to the Claret Blue podcast. It's Saturday evening, quarter past seven. I've just got back from Villa Park after Villa throw away a win against Wolves, turn it up, 3-2 defeat in the end. Very, very disappointed is the first, my first initial thought. Obviously, we always do a weekly podcast on the Monday where we look at things in a bit more detail, stats, analysis, that kind of thing post-match debrief I think this is called post-match reflections this is our chance for kind of in the moment feelings how we feel Saturday evening inflated is probably the word Ash um, I've watched it from the stands you've watched it from the press box how was it up for you up there with a few rewrites I imagine in that last five minutes a few Jesus Christ man nightmare that was a man in a blog goals are getting flying in left right and centre and Villa couldn't hold on um, just bottled it didn't they the players bottled it on bottled the pitch it, yeah. I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen the replays now like even like Watkins just ducking out of a header, the back post keeps the ball keeps the ball alive for Wolves and they go and score and yeah, just undone at the end and sick and pig sick I am mate, sickening. Mm. Um, spoke to Smith after he's at a loss out of the loss at Villa. Um, Smith really? his, yeah, like I say, Smith's getting his pelters, isn't he, for his changes and whatnot. We'll get to that, but mm. they were log for log changes, the changes you'd make in the game and. And yeah, I suppose you didn't see the game out. Not me, I was going to swear then. But. <laughs> I was just about to say, don't watch your language. I mean, you could swear, it doesn't really matter, but let's try, and keep, it, try, try and keep it PG. There'll be yeah. lots of comments coming through. Leave your comments. Everyone, I've already had a few exchanges with people on social media. Everyone's got their own opinions. That's absolutely fine. Let's not all have a go at each other because we don't agree. Uh, let's go try and go through it step by step a little bit then. The 3-5-2 back in action for Villa. Twanzebe comes in and Brendia in central midfield for, for Jacob Ramsey playing as a 10 and sometimes supporting the attack as a, as a third strike almost, pushing up right off the off the last yep. sh- shoulder of the, the Wolves defence which yeah great to see attacking go for it but that first half rubbish I thought the first half I, I couldn't stop myself yawning now, yeah. I don't mean that as an over exaggeration of like it was really boring I just couldn't get, get couldn't get it going the atmosphere was flat is going into that like as I just said to you about rewrites then knowing that we had to do this later I was thinking about well, first half if it stays like this I could just come on and say oh, bo- you know, boring draw two derby uh, get, you know two Two rivals kind of cancel each other out, boring. Then I'm thinking, oh, 2 0 win. Yeah, easy podcast tonight. Let's just go and be happy. Then you go back to 2 1, 2 2. And it's like, oh, bad to throw away a point there, isn't it? At the end. And then for that free kick, I mean, giving away a free kick there when you, you know, you've got Ruben Neves to ping one in. But if that goes postage stamp, top corner in the last second, you kind of go, oh, we've been undone there by a bit of magic. And even that goes in off a deflection off, off target, I think it was. It's just such a horrible way to lose. So I've been all over the place this afternoon and Again, I was just said there'll be loads of comments through. There's loads of stuff. Smith out, Smith clueless, lack of lack of control, lack of uh, decision making, not good enough. We need to move on. Loads of comments like that. And I, again, I'm I'm all for doing it, Dean Smith. I don't think that's right. We've it's so it's so polarizing, isn't it? After Man United, we're sitting here going, "Oh, give him a new contract," and then we lose in the last minute to Wolves, and it's like a poor coach get rid of him. It's hard. I don't think those two things are, are right. Um, I don't want to get to the substitutions just yet because I think that's probably the biggest talking point. Just that first half, that's your your opinion on it. What were you writing at half-time? Uh, just that big Danny Ings chance was the one, wasn't he? Yeah. Exactly, exactly where you want Buendia to be, threading them through balls in. Nice way to pass. Uh, Buendia was okay in the first half. Um, yeah, Ings was in on goal. So, save one. That's the only big chance other than the Adama Traore when he passed five Villa players. <laughs> them two chances, but... That's all, all she wrote in the first half, to be fair. And yeah, you thought probably Villa took the game to the Wolves after the break. Three minutes later, they did so. 
John McGinn, brilliant today. Yeah. Um, outstanding today. He put his backside into say he's got the crossing. Danny Ings does what he does best, and that's his third goal in eight now. So decent. Good goal that we, was. Yeah, we kick on again then. McGinn, yeah, scoring well, deflected effort, goes in, flying now. Can't, I mean, home and hosed almost. You're thinking, come on then. And then he rings a change, doesn't he? Freshens things up. He told me afterwards, Brian Deer couldn't run no more. He ran himself to the ground and he has to come off. So, um, he, has he, has play, off. he has to come off. So he, he hasn't played 90 minutes in a while. It's not what you want. From, it's not what you want from a club record sign, is it? You want him to stay on and man it, and but he had nothing left. He ran himself into the ground. So hence, hence why Ramsey come on for fresh legs. And yeah, also, just, just, again, I played well, devil's advocate. The, the flip side of that is one of your players is flagging. You don't run him to the run him into the ground and lose him for the injury do you? If, if he's not fit and he exactly. has to come off. That's a you know we should have the squad depth now that bringing a, a sub on doesn't lose us the game from that position. I, I know Smith said that he doesn't think that substitutions have lost us the game and I've seen I think you tweeted it and the reaction is you know how can you think that and I scroll with it like, yeah I agree with the manager for once like my, my my opinion is vindicated here the manager thinks the same as what I think I don't think the subs did did lose us the game um, no set, set pieces, there, wasn't it? Said, nothing to do with Smith's day change before some of the players that came on didn't step up it's the players fault we can't defend in the in the box that's not Dean Smith we've said this before Dean Smith's not kicking balls is it? the substitutions no. alright let's just talk about it because it's the main talking point isn't it Cass comes off with a dead leg, which I didn't realise at the time. He did look in discomfort a little bit when he was coming in. So, yeah, fair enough. He comes off. Ashley Young, experienced fullback now, has just won the, the title. Big, big yeah. name in the dressing room. Decent challenge. Douglas Louise comes off. They probably knew he wasn't going to uh, finish a full game. He's flown 5,000 miles yesterday. He comes off in the camber. Light flight substitution. Fair enough. Emmy Buendia, I didn't realise at the time that he wasn't fit and, and wanted to come off. And he comes off for Jacob Ramsey, who's a more traditional centre midfielder rather than a number 10. A bit more, you know, solidity in the midfield. Those substitutions in, in isolation, they all make sense to me. There's nothing there that stands out as going, oh, that's too defensive. Because we've lost the game. <laughs> so well, it's not well, like that's shored yeah. up the game. We were 2 it up or 2-1 or up maybe when those changes are all complete and we can't change the game after that. I don't, I don't really understand... What, what's wrong with any of those changes, to be honest? With people saying uh, poor game management, there's no, those changes make sense to me. Yes, 100%. They're, I don't know what else you can do there. No, you can't do much. I, th- I thought Turns Eye was off his game today. I was surprised to see him start, to be fair. I thought Corley yeah. did okay at Spurs. Yeah, I, I, asked Smith that, I asked Smith about that. He said, I thought Raul Jimenez had played, so I wanted to go to Turns Eye against him. So he got that one wrong there with Jimenez on the bench. and. Yeah, Tunes looked out of sorts. He looked a bit rusty. He looked a bit flagging towards the end. He couldn't, couldn't get his leg over himself to clear that ball when it, when it rolled home. So, yeah, you, when you make a change to a back three as well, it's, it disrupts the flow of things. You, mm. want to, you want to keep it steady um, and consistent in there. That that that, that one it, it eased below a little bit, and hence they conceded from the set, set pieces the way they did. So, so yeah, just set pieces, second phases. Villa cleared, cleared the first ball in okay. Then Wolves, Wolves work it, and then people aren't doing the jobs. People are bottling it. I've seen... Ollie Watkins took out, took out of a head out the back post. I know he's not meant to be doing that, but... We, 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 Put your body on the line. Needs must. You've got to... We're trying to save three points here. We're, we're ahead against, you know... Uh, again, I keep that calling it a local derby. I don't care about Wolves that much. They're not, you know, they're not the derby for Villa, but it's still a local game. It's still a big deal. You're winning, it's three points at the end of the day. That's what you're fighting for. You put your body on the line for that. Too sloppy, too... Like Mohammed just said there, gave away so many passes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just something looked wrong about Villa today. I thought even when we went two 0 up, something just felt off, and that's easy to say with hindsight. 
But if something came out in the in the news after in the press conference or the following day saying, oh, that have been hit with a, you know, uh, an illness in, in Bodymore, you know, food poison or something, you'd have kind of gone, oh, yeah, that made sense. Yeah, we didn't look, look quite at it. It looked like heavy legs at times. And mm. the point from Rusty Ross, again, apologies, we're a bit all over the place here. Sorry, Ash. He says, parking the bus by taking off a defensive midfielder for a young, inexperienced attacking midfielder. Smith lost the plot on that and sticking by his decision. And you can say that subs didn't cost us. We were playing fine until then. How can you say you don't think anything was wrong? I just don't know. I just don't think the subs were the problem for me. I just don't no, know what no. else we can what we can do. Jacob Ramsey started every game in the well. Start I think started most games in the Premier League as that that midfielder that, that number eight box to box. Wendy is flagging, so he comes off a bit more strength in midfield. He's very lightweight, isn't he, Wendy? So yeah, he's inexperienced. But uh, what can, I don't know what else you can do. I don't, I don't know. Sanson, people are saying Sanson instead of Ramsey potentially, but yeah, he's barely played, has he? You know, Never it's one of those situations where Smith can't really win because if on the eighty-second minute we'd bought on Cameron Archer to go to go for it and we lose, people are going, "Oh, he's he's throwing it away there. He's gone too attacking. Why didn't we sit back and, and hold off for a point?" He's bought on a defensive midfielder and shored up the midfield and, and switched the right back because he's got injured and it's oh, he's gone too defensive. He's gone too far the away. It's just those changes were pretty much all enforced, I think. Yeah, I think we're the better we're the better side for seventy five minutes. We, Matty Cash had a couple of chances as well, coming cutting inside, and but we were like I say, we were home and hose, and then just set pieces switching off for all the Austin McPhee. We yeah. we, we give him for, yeah, let's the, defend the, some set pieces, please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be up the other end. I mean, Smith said his coaches re rewatched the last fifteen minutes after the game as well. They, they sat there and re rewatched it. Um, so just trying to put the fingers on on what went wrong and it's set pieces the couldn't defend set pieces the bots are the we need some more leaders out there and take responsibility so big big reaction needed the, the players are back in tomorrow morning so um, so they're back in they'll go through the game again and can't happen again you can't can't give a two goal lead away and lose your match with yeah. 10 to go it's criminal so um, yeah lots of questions to ask really it's just hard to put your finger on I was um... Sorry, I was listening to Gary Thompson on the way back on, on Radio WM and we've got yeah. him on the podcast at some point in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, speaking about his career, cheeky plug there. But he was saying that, you know, alarm bell should be ringing at 2-1 to, to go, right, let's not, you know, let's kind of kick ourselves into gear. You know, definitely don't want to lose, but you don't, you're winning here, you know, yeah. man up kind of thing, get ready. So go to 2-2, two, two, that should be serious going, right, this is something wrong here, yeah, to, to lose it from that point. I know it's a deflected free kick, but even so, it's just sloppy, isn't it? It's just poor yeah. from Villa that, in that last 10 minutes. And for the most part, you say we're the better side for 75 minutes, which I agree with, but we weren't good for 75 minutes. We were better than Wolves. Wolves didn't really offer anything during that game, I don't think. I think they'd no, no, not to, to set up and, and be probably happy with a, a draw, which is fine. They're away from home. They're playing three at the back. It was very hard to break them down in the first half. I thought it was. I thought it was really difficult. Villa weren't really getting anything, but I think that's because Wolves were were settled to play that way. To to lose it like that is just it's just poor, isn't it? Saying, like, in the comments, like you can't keep making excuses. But the thing that I don't like is that it's easy to trot things out like oh, it's a bad day at the office or Villa shot themselves in the foot or with the masters of our own uh, downfall. Let's learn from this. Let's take this as an opportunity to learn from. It's like we never do, do we? How many times have we said things like we're the masters of our own downfall? That's that's always the case. Whenever we lose, it's, it's us doing something stupid. If Wolves ripped us apart today in the, in the second half and, and changed it tactically and absolutely dominated us, you kind of have to sit here and go, "Oh, fair enough." Like the better side won. We, we've thrown it away. We've gifted our, our local rivals three points. There, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think he was, I've seen a photo of Wes Edens was there today as well, the owner. Yeah, he, what are you thinking? 
Very, very rare appearance from Wes. He's, he's hardly ever at Villa Park, and that's if neither really. But yeah, I wonder what he's thinking today, blowing it like that. Um, they've got to back it up now with Arsenal Friday. They've got they've got to got to show something there um, to make sure this is just a blip. Because you can't see too many of these happening, Dan. And if they do, we've seen the reaction today. You start stringing a couple of defeats together, you're thinking of the worst, aren't you? So they need to back it up now. They need to go in tomorrow, get their heads right. Find out where it went wrong and get it right for Friday against Arsenal away. Tough game, Arsenal banging yeah. form. I know. So they've got to put on a display there now, and um, and yeah, just shocking, mate. Still in shock to be fair. What do you think of um, the three-five-two? There's been a bit of debate on social media that it doesn't work. What a few comment from Adam just come in there? Watkins and Ings doesn't work together. Watkins doesn't okay, look happy. No. Watkins no. just doesn't look look right to me for some reason. Again, no. it's, it's almost like he's carrying some kind of knock that we don't know about. I've said I've said that for weeks, you know, but I've, I've been just scared, to, right. scared to say it because I'll get hammered because I know how Watkins is loved, but I'm not having him at the moment. Watkins, um, okay, took his goal against Tottenham, but other than, other than working hard, we didn't see much of him. Ings no, got three and eight now, banging. You know, he right place is right time. Danny Ings, you know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Watkins, I don't know what sure he's doing at the moment. Um, so question marks. I think, I think Watkins works better in, as a as a lone striker running the channels with with two wide men either side of him. We, as much as the the three five two gives, gives us some width with target and cash, and cash is definitely the better wing back out of the, those two. Which so again, I mean, again, all over the place. Yeah, I've seen people slamming target on social media. I don't think target was that bad. I don't think he was okay. He's okay. Again, but you, but, fine. But you want more wing back, don't you? Watkins with two proper wingers next to him. That's yeah. what we saw last year. And to be fair, he had Grealish with him as well, which obviously is a big, a big help. Ings likes playing with two up front, but not particularly getting much service out of Watkins, is he? It's not like Watkins is setting up all Ings' goals. Exactly. So Ings is, is getting us by through through kind of like raw ability, I guess. Whereas Watkins needs a bit more service to that. He's, he's just not been not been the same this season. Not the, not the races at all, mate, for me. Um, I, I think about taking him out the side now. I really would. Give him a, give him a breather. I think he plays every game for Smith, doesn't he? And he's no. coming out the side. I think he needs to give him a, a rocket at the back side. I think he, my performance is a dip to late. He, he can't just go on. He's, he's just a runner. He's just a work side runner. Yeah. We, need more, we need more. Like Ings is proving. So I take him out the firing line and he said, ask me about the system. I think when Leon Bailey's fit, if he ever is fit, on the way there today we were talking about him it's like this, this potentially potentially world class player on, yeah. on day that we, we don't get to see and there's almost like this mystique about him that we don't get to see him we're like, oh, he's played 80 minutes but he's quite good but we don't really know how good he is because it feels like he's never going to get a consistent run in the side and Again, we've talked about it before. With like the you know, managers don't have to come out and, and give us all the details about injuries, but if they know he's going to be injured, just tell us he's injured. I'm sick of hearing all this stuff. Oh, <laughs> definitely back for Wolves, wasn't it? At one point, and then he's yes. not, even, not even on the bench today, and it's oh, we'll see how he is. He should be all right for Arsenal. Will he be all right for Arsenal? Are we going to be saying exactly the same thing on Friday night? Like, I'm sick of it. If, if people are injured, I'd rather just know. And we've got this potentially great player on our hands that we get seeing dribs and drabs because he pulled his quad kicking a football. Oh, Christ. So frustrating. Yeah. I almost swore then. Yes. So it's just making me more wound up now. Um, I was going to make a point then about a player that's just come up in the comments. I can't I can't find the comment that I was going to go to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Watkins, you were just talking about Watkins, Watkins of course. I said, there's things we don't know about players, isn't there? And, and why things might not be working for him. He's just had a baby. Maybe he didn't have a great night's sleep last night. Maybe that's why he, he looks off. I know all about that, Ollie. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that 3-5-2 doesn't really seem to be suiting Watkins and we're only really playing that to fit him and and England on the same side. So yeah. if Watkins isn't performing, 
don't play three five two. Let's go back to a four three three. And yes. he's your main man for now, partnered with Wendy on the right wing and and Bailey on the left wing when he's fit. That's that's yeah. probably the, the best front three. But how you don't put Ollie Watkins in the starting eleven after what he did last year seems criminal. But this exactly. season, which is all you can go off, he's not scoring goals, so he shouldn't be in the side. We carried him essentially. Like if we'd have won today, I would have been coming on here saying, uh, "We we got by there today." Like Watkins was pretty much a passenger. I don't think the defence was that brilliant, but we've managed to to get the three points. And that's all that matters. But yep. we've ended up losing the game, and your thirty million pound striker isn't doing the business. So that then becomes a problem, not just something yep. we've gotten away with. Yeah, two people <laughs> asking about Toro Mings. Then I mean, what do you think about him today, Toro? <sighs> there was one part where he sliced a couple of clearances, I think, like in yeah. succession straight after each other. And there was a guy who sits uh, nearby me who said he bottled some kind of 50-50, I can't remember what it was, and then he ran back and he got onto the end of a, of, of a different tackle. Indifferent, I thought. I thought the whole defence was, was pretty shaky apart from Cash, but his best best showing is going forward more so than defensively. Um, yeah. Again, I feel, I feel like it's almost a little bit reactionary, like we said about Dean Smith. You know, it when is. he wins, it, when, it, when, we, when he wins, it's give him a new contract. When we lose, it's get rid of him. You know, he's, he's not good enough to take us to the next level. <laughs> when we beat Man United with three at the back, we think it's the best thing ever. When we throw away a lead against Wolves and it's like, oh, let's go back to the four three three. I don't know whether it's as simple as, as that, but it does look. It does feel a bit like it's run its course now because Twansabi slash Hawes are, are either or for me. I don't think either of them are brilliant enough to be starting every single game as a centre-back for Aston Villa if their aspirations are to be top eight, top six. And then you're shoehorning in the striker who at the moment isn't scoring goals. So drop drop the, the weaker centre-back and drop the weaker striker and go back to a 4 3 Yeah, I think I think we'll, we'll say that sooner rather than later now. Um yeah, like you say, the reason Smith persevered with it is to fit his two men up front. I, can't, I don't think he's been been able, he hasn't wanted to drop either of them. So does Watkins Willie. come out? Willie. Watkins is the golden boy, isn't he? At Bodymore. Exactly. And Watkins, he's told me Watkins won't play out wide for him, but that he might he may have to now and be a runner on the left mm. or right. So we'll see. But um yeah, we'll see. Um I think I think I think we'll see a change of formation for Arsenal Friday for sure, mate. Hmm. Steve Mann said I'd rather lose to Man United and beat the teams we should be beating and yeah there's an element I mean the Man United win was very nice but we're not competing with Man United are we with what they want to do it's better exactly. to, to take points off the, the clubs around you but we all know football isn't as simple as that um, the only one I wanted to discuss with we've not really mentioned much is Brendia. I had a conversation with somebody on, on Twitter at half time someone was saying that he was our brightest spark and I doubt, thought he'd actually been pretty average in the first half really I'd, he, he gave away possession a few times his, his first touch looked sloppy I just thought he was like I think he was like 60% Buendia like do you know what I mean he, he, we've not seen anywhere near the, anywhere near the best of him um, what did you make of Buendia he's got some bright sparks don't get me wrong but to say it like he was our best player I was on, I'm not having that yeah. yet He's not looking for £40 million pounds worth, is he, at the moment? Yeah, yeah million quid. exactly. Um, but yeah, showed some showed some, some sparks, as you say, sittings in. That's what, that's what you want him on the half turn. You've got a great way to pass, uh, Buendia, and that's where you want him in the position. So hmm. there's something to build up for him, definitely. So when he come off the pitch, Villa were tuning up, so cruising. So, um, yeah, it did okay essentially today. He struggled in there in the past, but it's a work in progress with Buendia. Like you say, he wanted to ask to come off. Didn't have the minutes in his legs to, to carry on, and uh, that that'll be an issue. But we need to get him up to speed sooner rather than later, and to make that that big deal. Club record signing work, and it hasn't worked just yet. But 
baby steps toward, towards that, that happening. So mm. I probably would accept his start, start against Arsenal. Probably, I think he, I don't think he keeps his place in there. And uh, yeah, whether he plays out wide in that four-three-three or, or centrally behind behind a, a one or a two remains to be seen. And I send with a positive for our lose the will to live. John McGinn, best player on on the pitch for Villa, prove himself again, mate. It's elite level now. Mm. Like he said in the summer, he's trimmed down none of this burger eating in the off season. He, he he's a mean machine now, and just when he when he when he scored when he rolled for home and you know love scoring goals. McGinn does eleven in thirty three for Scotland. Get him higher, get him up there. I mean, he's crossed for a Ingsy goal as well. And yeah, good ball. Bit, bit criminal scene as, as a number six last season, deep holding in that four two three one. Get him up higher and, and causing mayhem. And when he when he burst forward in celebrating from the whole end. I thought this is his home. This is his great goal, and that's where he belongs. Scoring goals in front of the alt. That's where you want McGinn. So great performance from him today. I don't know how he ended up on a, a losing side. So yeah, McGinn, fantastic mate. Coming on big, big time now. Back to that levels where he hits in promotion season. Fifty million pound player, linked with Man U and whatnot. But yeah, he, he's some player now. He, he's t- taking on another level. We need, we need the others around him to step up, step up alongside him. And then once that happens, we get results on the board. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I think we'll call it a day for the, for this podcast tonight. We'll be doing a more, I don't know whether we'll be on it because I don't know if I can stand it to be, to be honest going through it again, but we'll do another more in-depth podcast on Monday um, to go to go through it in a bit more detail. If people want us to talk about Mings, whether he's good enough, does he keep getting away with mistakes? It's, oh, I haven't seen anything back, so I don't want to say anything too too heavy. Like Darren Jones here just put, now nah, Mings is garbage. Like, is he garbage? Like, is he brilliant? No, like we've said this before. I mean, if he was brilliant, this defender that never made mistakes, he wouldn't be playing for mid-table Aston Villa. Would he? Like, there's bound to be some kind of errors. I don't know whether he's at fault for any of the goals specifically today, but the defending as a whole just just not good enough. Basically, no. I'm, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus as much as we've probably thrown a couple of players under the bus. Um, that's that last 50 minutes, just knowing it. That's that's the way it goes. Sometimes the whole squad needs to be better. If one needs to take responsibility, um, I don't really know what much more. We can say about that at the moment because, like I said, I've not seen anything back, so I don't want to comment. No, just set, set pieces the issue. Yeah, fair, fair comment. Yeah, I mean, we need to move on from it and put it to bed. Right, the wrongs. Win it after next week. It'd be rosy again, wouldn't it? Maybe like, oh, brilliant, oh, yeah. we're back. You know what I mean? So they've got to prove themselves on Friday night in North London. Otherwise, it could be a bit of a bit of a rocky, rocky patch. Um, but we'll see, mate. I think there's something to build on. Just get Leon Bailey back, yeah. Yeah. The, the forgotten man right let's call it a day there then thanks everyone for tuning in thanks for all your comments even though most of them are all negative calling someone to call as a coward of a journalist because I won't say my thoughts oh, I just can't be bothered to be honest so yeah let's call it a day there thank you very much for watching and we'll see you again soon thank you for listening to Claret and Blue an Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your feedback we'll be back soon with another episode but until then up the villa up the villa